You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We talk all things tech on this program, and uh, today is no exception. We've got uh, a great show for you. Later on, we'll be talking to the Ego folks, the Ego Power Plus folks. They have a, a new, I call it an electric generator, although it's not. It's an electric inverter, essentially. It's a ghost containment unit. Come on. It, it looks like something out of Ghostbusters. Well, you know, in the past, uh, and this happens in Canada during wintertime, storms happen. Sometimes your power goes out uh, for hours. Uh, well, in, in the past, you might have an, uh, a generator, a gas generator. Well, this is kind of the electric version. It's got these special batteries that go in it and can power everything from your fridge to your TV and even your microwave. Super cool. It is all kinds of awesome. We'll also be uh, chatting about Halloween and how you can use smart lights to make everything just a little more spooky. We've uh, got some uh, pro tips on uh, some of the smart lighting out there, including some stuff from Philips, the Philips Hue stuff. Yeah, it's super fun. And uh, this is a big deal, and it's something that you need to understand. Two-factor authentication. A lot of folks know what that is. Some do not. But it's coming now to Google and it's going to auto-enroll people that are using different Google services like YouTube, like Google Docs, Gmail, and they will have to use two-factor authentication when they're logging in to the different services. And so what that essentially means is typically you'll have your password, but then you'll have to enter in another security method, either uh, from a text that they send to you or another email. It's supposed to make it safer. Yes. Anyway, the bottom line is you need to understand this. And so we're going to walk through this in simple terms and hopefully make it a little clearer. Let's get to some of the uh, news, John. There's some interesting stuff happening. Apple's going to have a big announcement again next week. It seems like everybody has an announcement next week. Yeah. Samsung, Google, Huawei. Like, I don't know why they, why do they pick that week? Well, it's probably just on the lead into Black Friday and the big sales push. Do you think that they find out when Apple's going to have theirs and then they try to cash in on that? Well, Apple's been pretty consistent with theirs for the last couple of years. They yeah. typically have their iPhone event in late September, early October, and then they have some type of fall MacBook event, which is what we think is going to happen on Monday. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the rumors. What, what, are you, what are you hearing? Well, the, the big rumor is that it'll be the M1X chipped version of the MacBook book pros and so the m1 is apple's own chip they're not using intel chips anymore which they've been doing for years they actually made their own chip and it's actually been doing really well very powerful they've put it in their uh, macbooks now and macbook airs and the um uh, imax the new yes. imax and i have to say because i've used both of those machines and it really screams like yeah even even you notice it yeah, even on a MacBook Air, which generally has been the like sort of the lowest uh, entry point machine, screams on this. Yeah, because Apple's tuned it specifically for the Mac OS, and it's all their own hardware. Yeah, and it just really speaks to the, I guess, the synergy that can happen. The when, integration. Yeah, when you do all the stuff yourself, you're not relying on third parties to manufacture things for a wider audience. You can really sort of dial in the performance. The battery life is insane on these things. And it's just, it's, I can't believe even just on the iMac, how quick websites pop. Yeah. And, you know, that's with a fully loaded machine. Everything's installed. Everything's running. I have 800 tabs open like I always do, as you know. And it still screams. 
Well, we'll hopefully see some uh, new ones that have an even more powerful chip. What about, uh, I hear AirPods might come come in. Yeah, AirPods are, are also a big rumor. Just going to go back to the MacBooks for a second. I just really hope Apple gives us more ports. The first M1 series of, of MacBooks only had one port, one USB-C port. Not enough. No, because you're typically going to have your power cable plugged yeah. into that. So, and people need to be able to plug a dongle in to plug into their monitors, any other wired devices they want to do. Their, you know, maybe a better webcam or something like that. At least give us two ports. <laughs> You're not asking for much. No. Okay, let's get to the AirPods now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say with this because the AirPods and the AirPods Pro have been pretty much the, I guess, the gold standard when it comes to wireless Bluetooth earbuds. Everyone made fun of them when they first came out. Do you remember? Because they had the little stem. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Everyone's copying them. Everybody's copying them. Yeah. I still think it looks like you have a cigarette butt hanging out of your ear. (laughs) But you're using them. This is true. Uh, Okay. Let's move on to some other uh, news uh, out there. Uh, Let's go over to the EV worlds. This was kind of an interesting story that uh, came up, John. Ford. They're getting into the electric vehicle market, as they all are. They've announced their Ford Lightning, for example. They've got their Mach-E Mustang, which is a complete electric car. One of the challenges, though, if you're not Tesla, you've got to use the other chargers that are out there. Yes. And we've seen these in road tests. I saw one where they pitted a Tesla against a Ford yeah. Mustang, electric one, on a road trip. And the Tesla killed it because every time the Ford went to one of its chargers, it was broken. <laughs> and I've seen this because, yeah. uh, you know, in my neighborhood, I have a Tesla, in my neighborhood, the public library and also the sports rec center, they have public chargers. Yeah. But half the time, one of them is broken. Well, I have a Kia, as you know, and every time I go to a charger, whenever there's a charger that has two uh, connectors, yes, invariably one of them is broken. Yeah almost all the time. So that is a problem. Yeah. It, it really is. I think the technology is there for electric vehicles now. I think the range is there. The prices still have to come down, in my opinion, but there's a lot of rebates yes. that, that help bring it down. The biggest problem, and I say this outside of Tesla's, is the charging network. So if you don't have a reliable network where people can charge their electric vehicles, that is an enormous problem. So Ford has announced that they're going to have Ford Angels. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, like Charlie's Angels. And they're going to go out in the wilderness where all these chargers are to make sure that they're working. And if they're not, they're going to fix them. Well, that's amazing because, I mean, these are chargers that I'll be using too. <laughs> so <laughs> They're not Kia Angels. They're Ford Angels. But yes, because they're standard. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I went to Whistler for the long Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And I used the Electrify Canada setup. In Squamish. In Squamish. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's a high-speed charger. It's a nice high-speed charger. It wasn't too expensive. Yeah. It was about 10 bucks for the time I needed it for. You know, like about Whistler, the uh, the day lots up there yeah. at the bottom of the mountain, they're free when you buy parking there. Yeah. And they actually have like eight of them. Yeah. Which is great. But yeah. anyway, there's going to be Ford Angels making sure they work now. Bring it on. How many Ford Angels are there? <laughs> do there have to be? It's one guy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Doug, <laughs> the Ford Angel. Uh, what else do we have in the news here, John? Uh, lots happening again. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Chevy Bolt. Yes. A huge recall. And I'm just like trying to imagine, they're recalling all of them Yeah. from previous years. How much is that going to cost? Billions. 
absolutely billions. Well, it doesn't look like Chevy's going to fit foot the bill for that. Yeah, this is really interesting. LG, who owns the LG Chem company that made all the batteries that were the problem for the Chevy Bolt, they're actually paying for it. Oh, here's the price. 1.9 billion US dollars. I thought it'd be more. Well, it isn't Canadian. <laughs> I guess it is. That's a huge hit. Yeah, 2.3 billion roughly. But I guess they have no choice, right? It's not for sorry, it's not Chevy's fault. Well, you have to wonder is that insurance? <laughs> do, well, do they have insur- can you insure that? I don't know. Yeah. No, that's uh that's that's crazy. Uh, let's do one more news story here before we uh, head out to the next uh, segments. Uh, this is uh, interesting uh, as well. Uh, you've got a new Nintendo Switch. I do. I got the OLED for my birthday. I, I'm just laughing because you're just a huge Nintendo Switch fan. This is their, their handheld game. It's like a giant Game Boy. Giant. Yeah. And it's got the two detachable controllers on the side. But with this one, you can also hook it to a big screen TV like a regu- regular video game console. That's right. Yeah. And so why I'm laughing is because they've come out with a new one that looks pretty well exactly the same to me. It's, it's, it's similar. It's slightly bigger screen. It's an OLED display, so it's much better quality. Can display. you notice the difference? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's especially with Nintendo games. Nintendo games are kind of known for being very bright and colorful and almost cartoony. Yeah, like Super Mario and yeah. Zelda. Yeah. They just look amazing on this display. Do you use yours mostly handheld or do you hook it up to your, uh, your big screen? I would say probably about 90% of the time. It's okay, handheld. so that, that's the difference for you, right? Yeah. If you were just using it as a video game console. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't notice a difference. No. Because it's a completely different output system that it uses for the, the docked mode. As for the TV, it. yeah. Yeah. But the, the really nice thing about this particular one, though, is they, um, it, they have a much better, and it, this, sounds, this is like getting a cup holder and choosing a car based on the cup holder. The kickstand for the Switch is way improved. <laughs> Was that your buying decision? Well, it, it certainly helped in yeah. seeing how robust it is. Because one of the nice things about having this as a handheld controller is you can put it down, and there's some really fun games you can play on it. Like there's all the Jackbox, Jackbox games that we all played during the pandemic. Yeah, you can play those on this in handheld mode. You can take it to the pub with you, and you and your friends can just get your phones out and play right there on your table. At the pub. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I've never seen anyone play. Well, video games at the pub before you need to come to Park Coquitlam then I do okay we're gonna have to take a break when we come back we've got a lot uh, of uh, ground to cover we'll be talking about an electric power station for your home that can power your fridge your TV your Wi-Fi router when the power goes down it's from the Eagle folks we'll give you details on that how you can make your house more Halloweeny with smart lighting and coming up next two-factor authentication from Google Google is going to be rolling this out. So if you're using anything Google, whether it's Gmail, YouTube, uh, the Google Docs, like their word processor and spreadsheet uh, programs, you need to understand what's going to happen here. They're going to automatically enroll you for two-factor authentication. We'll tell you what that means. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Don't forget about our contests, and we have contests going all the time. We're literally giving away thousands of dollars in prizes this year. This month, it's the Click to Pay with MasterCard contest, giving away $1,000 in MasterCard gift cards. This is part of their new Click to Pay. This is a new payment standard that's coming to all the major websites. And I like it because it makes it way easier and safer. 
So it's kind of almost like Apple Pay and Google Pay. You have to input your cards, your MasterCard and, and any other cards you have into the click to pay account. And from that point forward, once they're in there, when you go to a website, let's say Canadian Tire, and you're making a purchase, you don't have to fill out all your purchase information, your credit card information anymore. You just select what you want and hit the click to pay button. It's like the easy mode. It, it so is, because you hit the click to pay button, which is like the buy button, and it just automatically purchases it for you. No passwords, and it's way more secure. Believe it or not. Anyway, we have a way to win, or uh, to have better chances to win, sorry. If you stick around till the end of the program, we've got a secret word that will give you extra entries, 10 bonus entries to the loyal listeners that stick around to this contest. If you want to start finding out more details to get ready for the end of the show, getconnectedmedia.com. All the contest info is there. Okay, let's talk about two-factor authentication. John, you explain it this time because I explained <laughs> it in the first segment. Yeah, no, you were totally right. I mean, basically what it is, is it means that you still have to put your username and password in, unlike the click to pay. You have to put your username and password in. And then basically what happens is depending on the service or website that you're using, you'll have different options for what that second authentication method would be. Google's giving you a few options. One would be to get a text message, which is probably the least secure way to do this. Because one of the big problems with the text message two-factor authentication is, I mean, it's super convenient for you. Yeah. But as we know, our producer Christina was out of the country and she was trying to get into her Canadian bank account and she didn't have her Canadian cell phone activated where she was, she couldn't get that authentication. That second level. That second level. Yeah. So if you're traveling or planning to be out of the country, that could be a huge problem. But the bigger problem is, is the fact that if I was able to hack your SIM card, mm -hmm. it's called a SIM swap hack, I would then be able to basically compromise your, say, say I compromised your, your mobile phone provider yeah. account. I could say, okay, I'm going to transfer this SIM card number to my new SIM card. So then I'm going to go to Mike's bank account and I'm going to say, oh, I lost my password. Give me a new one. Give me the two-factor authentication. And I've got Mike's cell phone plugged into my phone yep. now. I get that code. I have all the keys to the kingdom of the Agarbo house. So just to be clear, a lot of effort have, has to go, <laughs> go into that. That doesn't happen every day, but it could happen. No, but there's lots of people that are trying to do this all the time to people. So, so text message is one way to get that. Yeah. There's also email. Yes, there's an email. So basically what will happen is you'll get an email with a, like a one-time use code. That you have to enter in as your second password. Yeah. And the other thing is you'll also be able to do something like... Um, uh, Google has this, this notion of an authenticator app. So you can download the authenticator app from the app store on Google or- um, Onto your phone. Onto your phone, iOS or Google. And basically you're gonna have your own credentials in there. You're gonna set it up and then it's gonna generate a unique code for you. Okay. So you have your phone, you're trying to log into your bank on your, uh, on your laptop say. Yep. Then you'll say, okay, give me your code from your authenticator app. Actually, I just had this happen the other day when I was activating my new Nintendo Switch because yep. I have two-factor authentication on that as well. The other thing that you can do with Google is they can give you a printable list of one-time use codes. They're called backup codes. You, you get this list. It generates it for you. It's just a whole bunch of random numbers. You print it out. You put it in a drawer. You put it on your monitor, whatever you like. You use one of them. You cross it off until you run out. Then you get more from the Google Authenticator. So 
then you don't have to get a text message because you've got all of those codes. Yeah. Yep. And how many does it do? I think I got like a dozen. Okay. So yeah. not just one or two. Yeah. And you only have to do this once in a while, right? Yeah. It, it depends on, on what you're doing, what devices are you doing? Because you can also like make, make my laptop like a safe device, right? So you might not ask for the second level of authentication the next time. The other thing you can do, which is probably a little bit more extreme, is to get a hardware key. And that's something like a Yubico. Google makes and sells their own as well. They're anywhere from like 20 bucks to $100, depending on how you want to authenticate. And that's a physical key that you plug into your device, your phone or your laptop or your computer. And then you basically would either press a button on it. Some of them have fingerprint readers, those types of things. And that would be your second level of authentication. Not a lot of people do that. This is what you would do if you were working in a corporate environment. Yeah. You had a VPN, you needed to be really secure. CIA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but John, for most people, and again, we're talking about two-factor authentication, and the reason we're talking about it is that Google is automatically rolling that out to all of their services that they have, whether that's YouTube or Gmail or any other Google-owned service. Yeah, it's kind of surprising how many places this actually pops up. And anytime you've ever logged into another service outside of the Google properties, you might have used Google as your login point. Yeah. So this will also affect that as well. So it's essentially two-factor authentication. It's like having to enter two passwords in. Essentially. Your regular password, and then you'll have a choice as how you want to get that second one. Google will provide you that, that code that yeah. you have to enter in. Yeah, they give you, they'll give you a list of choices, whatever your comfort level is. Yeah. You know, most people will probably just do this, the, the text or SMS. I, I use the cell phone. Yeah. It's just easier. Yeah. And I know, sure, someone could potentially hack that, but not highly likely yeah yeah it's 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 one of those things that it's really convenient to just use that method but also it's also really inconvenient if you do get hacked to get out of that system but but basically google was going to give you some options and all you have to do is just follow their instructions it's actually a lot less daunting and painful okay we're gonna have to take a break when we come back halloween lighting with smart lighting back after this You're back with Get Connected, Mike and John here. Halloween's coming up. Spooky, spooky. Well, I've uh, installed a bunch of smart lights in my house to kind of spook it up. I got to say, this is probably one of the best smart things we've done because it looks really cool. We're going to be posting a video on our website uh, shortly uh, about it as well. Uh, I used uh, some stuff from Philips. I like the Philips Hue lighting. It's been around for years, and uh, I know there's cheaper stuff out there, but... It's not that much cheaper, and I just know Philips will be around for many more years. You know what I mean? Like when you buy these cheap kind of smart lights, if they go out of business, typically the the whole app stops working as well. Yeah, so you're dead in the water, and you have to replace those lights. Yeah, but anyway, so the Philips Hue stuff, the quality is good, and their app is amazing because you can do multi-room control. You can use your voice on it as well. They've got all sorts of different scenes that you can customize and create, like a Halloween scene or a Christmas scene. I like that you could take two lights, like say two lamps in your living room. Yeah. You can link them. Then you just have to change the color of one of them, and they both change. I know. It's pretty pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, they've got all sorts of different types of lighting you can do now. Uh, you know, the LED strips, I put that underneath my mantle. Uh, to kind of give it some more color. It, I mean, it's awesome. They've also got some really cool kind of accent lights. Uh, one's called the um, the Philips Hue Go, and there's a new one, uh, the Philips Hue Iris. The Iris is kind of a bigger light that you kind of point towards. It's like almost like a round orb. Yeah, 
kind of like a floodlight kind of like it puts out a lot of light it looks cool yeah uh so when it's off it doesn't look crazy it looks yeah. kind of cool uh but when it's on you can choose millions of colors and it just bathes the entire wall or corner or whatever feature you want in colored light and it's kind of cool when you kind of put these things together in a room because you can create all sorts of cool patterns and and different types of scenes uh, as well well and they just added that new functionality where you can actually sync it with your spotify yeah that gets crazy you know what i mean like so if you've got some cool halloween music going on for example maybe a dance party's happening later on you can sync it to your favorite spotify playlist and it kind of pulses the lights in in time with the music and it's not crazy. Like, it's cool. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get an epileptic seizure from this. No, no. Uh, so I've tried it a few times, and I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, another one that they have is a, a Philips Hue uh, Go. And this is kind of, it kind of fits in the palm of your hand. It's uh, an accent light as well. But what I like about it, John, is that it's also battery-powered. So, yes. you know, typically you'd have it plugged in. I've got, like, one under my couch, for example, in my family room. And it's just beautiful because it just kind of lights up, like, this soft glow underneath. Uh, but I also call it the pumpkin light. So instead of putting like a candle in your pumpkin, you can stick one of these in there and it's cool. Like it really lights up. Well, especially when you sync it up with your music. Yeah. You have the color changing as well because you have all those different patterns you can play. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I picked a Halloween scene. Yeah. They've got all these different formulas uh, that you can do uh, as well. Uh, and they've just got the regular bulbs too. Like they've got a starter kit that has the the bridge, which yeah. you can hook up to your router. It's, it's stupid simple too. Like anyone can do this. And that allows you to have control over all the rooms and you can control the lights when you're not at home as well so you can set up schedules and, and all that kind of stuff which is kind of a cool feature and you can switch them over to something else like christmas for example which is right around the corner we're gonna have to take another break don't forget to enter our click to pay mastercard contest it is on our website getconnectedmedia.com and we've got a secret word if you stick around to the end of the show that'll get you 10 extra entries when we come back from the break your own power electric station in your home for when the power goes out Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. John, I'm excited about this next segment because I just got one of these things in and it it's like a power station. It looks like a flux capacitor from the DeLorean and back to the future. It totally looks like a flux capacitor. It's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> so the future, as we know, is moving away from fossil fuels. It's electricity. And, uh, you know, in my home, I'm moving that way big time. You know, a few years ago, I, uh, I got an electric lawnmower. I, I haven't looked back. Uh, it just made a world of difference. I don't have to worry about gas and all that stuff anymore. I've got a Tesla now as well. Well, uh, I also have a gas generator yes. in, in case of emergencies in my garage. Yeah. And it's a love-hate relationship, right? Because I've got to make sure that there's gas for it. The gas can't stay in there too long. And then it's trying to start that damn thing. That, you know, you got to have like Arnold Schwarzenegger's arm. Which you do not. Not yet. But after, if I, <laughs> if I keep using that every few weeks, I will. We're, we're going to talk about uh, a company, uh, their uh, Ego Power Plus, and they've got a new uh, Ego Nexus power station. On the line, we've got Barnaby from Ego. Thanks for joining us, Barnaby. Hey, it's good to be here. And as a uh, safety advocate, get that generator out of your garage before you start it up because the fumes will kill you. That's one of the downsides to gas generators. you got to put them kind of far away from the house if you want to power anything in the house. Yeah, I wonder why I feel dizzy all the time. So Barnaby, uh, we're going to be reviewing one of these uh, these Nexus power stations. I just got one in, and it's kind of about half the size of my gas generator, and it takes 
the existing batteries from the Ego World. So I talked about my lawnmower. I've also got an electric blower, which I freaking love. I've got two of them actually, the backpack one and just the regular one. I've got a, a weed trimmer now uh, as well. And they all take these big Ego batteries that uh, you can basically recharge and just kind of swap in and out. And so, so it's a universal battery system. Yeah, and so now this power station uses them, and if there's ever any power outages or emergencies, I can just basically light this thing up. Well, light it up when I say just turn the button on and, and it, plug it, stuff in. It does have a pretty cool display. Oh my god, it's yeah. it's amazing. So, Barnaby, explain this this thing to our <laughs> our listeners. Right. Well, the first thing everybody always calls it a generator. Yeah. Actually, it's an inverter because it's using existing power from those much ballyhooed batteries you speak of, which is part of the uh, Ego ecosystem. It is the number one rated cordless outdoor power platform in the world. So say 65,000 people that took the time to write uh, five-star reviews, consumer reports. I mean, so it's a big deal to have these batteries. And we thought, you know, People are using the batteries to power their tools, and there's 50-plus tools in the Ego line, but what are they using the batteries for when they are not doing lawn and garden or snow removal or cutting down a tree with a chainsaw? And so we thought, you know, let's build something that can extend the value of the batteries. And so for that, now, to your point, when you need power, whether it's for an emergency or you're going to be hanging out in a parking lot of a hockey game doing a tailgate, um, you know, you can bring power to the party. You can use it on the job site. Uh, you can do whatever with it. It's ready to go at the push of a button. So it's going to deliver all the power and performance of really about a 2,000 watt generator without the noise, fuss, and fumes. So my earlier point about your uh, deadly gas generator in the garage scenario, <laughs> you can actually put this on your kitchen counter and you won't even hear it. You won't smell it. You'll just have a big smile on your face going, look at all the things I can power. It's pretty cool because there's a couple of buttons you press on the front and these little doors open up and there's like, you know, the three prong outlets. There's a whole pile of USB ports like you can plug anything into this. Yeah. And, you know, it's all remotely uh, controllable through the uh, Ego app. So even if you are, say, uh, stuck in traffic and you want to get the crock pot going in your kitchen, if it's plugged into the Nexus power station, you can do that. You can monitor run times on various devices that are plugged in so you can kind of create a hierarchy if you are in a power outage and you say, okay, so I need light to see, I need a little bit of heat, and I probably want the microwave to work. So let's prioritize those three. But it's, it's, it's a very smart machine. Let's give our listeners uh, an idea of how long they can power some of, of these things that you would plug in into, uh, you know, this generator. So I've got, not generator, inverter. Uh, I've got the one that's got the four, are they five amp batteries? Uh, it can be five amp hour batteries or seven fives. It can be tens. It could be two fives. I mean, you can put whatever battery we make on it. But let's go with the uh, kind of the Mac Daddy um yeah, you know, off the shelf, you're going to probably have the ability to either have four or five amp hours or get the two seven fives. That's going to be how they're kitted. But you can put up to four batteries on it. But just for math purposes, if I use four 7.5 amp hour batteries, you could run a fridge. Um, you know, this is with usual kids opening and closing the doors, not realizing you're in the midst of a power outage. Um, about 6.4 hours. And the average power outage lasts about three unless you live on the coast and then you could be beset by hurricanes or earthquakes and that's going to extend the uh the length of the outage but you know under usual circumstances more than enough to keep your meat cold keep your beer cold whatever you got in your fridge how long uh, could you it can run your 
What's that? How long could I get my t- my TV going? The most important thing. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a 50-inch TV, uh, about 8.5 hours is what we're thinking. Wow. Uh, a router is going to, because, I mean, you know, for the kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the router is 214 hours because it's a much uh, lower draw. Uh, a box fan can go 18 hours. Video game console, 14 hours. So, I mean, it is going to give you a long life. And then if you have more batteries, you can hot swap them. Just put them on. It, it really is amazing. And I like that uh, you've got the display on front uh, so mm-hmm. you can get you know the life left on there. The batteries themselves also have a readout to let you know how much battery they have in them. And like you said, there's the app as well that gives you that detail. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, the app will allow us to also notify you that we've enhanced the capabilities of the machine. And much the same as with your Tesla, we can push updates to the Nexus power station as we fine tune its capabilities. So it's like an Internet of Things sort of a scenario. Um, and so what's interesting, uh, again, so I believe the one that uh, we're trying out is uh, got the five uh, amp hour batteries in them, four of them. I think that goes for around 1700 Canadian uh, in that in, in that ballpark uh, from what I see. And again, like you said, uh, can you mix and match the batteries? Like, can I put some five amp hour ones in oh. and seven one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it'll, if you, let's say you just have uh, one 2.5 amp hour battery, like a battery that would come with a string trimmer, that'll drop you down to 600 watts. So you couldn't say use that on the job site to run your 15 amp Cirque saw. Yeah. But, um, you know, you'll get up to 1200 watts if you put a five amp hour battery on. So it's all going to be there. We have a, um, an app um, page that we're developing that's going to show you in a very detailed fashion all of the capabilities, how many batteries you put on, how long it'll run various things. So you'll be able to reference it and know exactly what you're dealing with because there are a lot of variables, right? There's a lot of things you want to plug into it and everybody wants to know, to your point, how long will it run? We're talking with uh, our good friend Barnaby from Eagle Power Plus. They make all sorts of great electric-powered lawnmowers, blowers, snowblowers, uh, chainsaws, uh, weed whackers, and they've got this new Nexus power station that takes those existing batteries and gives you, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it an electric generator, even though it's not. I know it's an inverter, but it's kind of the same thing as your gas power generator, essentially, being able to use that on a job site or even in a, a blackout uh, in, in your home. And it kind of looks like a Ghostbusters containment system. Yeah, you can put ghosts in it. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. And they'll, add, they'll, they'll extend the runtime of the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> so what right. really intrigued me is that you can also get a, a solar yeah, uh, really attachment cool. for that so that you could attach solar panels to power this thing. Right. So we don't make the solar panels, but we have a couple that we recommend. And just to be totally transparent with this, um, this would be to recharge the batteries. You can't have what we call pass through where you can't hook the solar panels up to the Nexus and then power a device through the Nexus while they're being charged. This is simply to replenish the power supply in the batteries. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, if let's say that um, if you have two panels that'd be 200 watts yeah uh what you can do is uh you can charge two seven and a half amp hour batteries in about five hours so <sighs> that's not bad know, that's, dur- that's pretty no, good dur- yeah during the day right you yeah. just have to make sure that it's uh you know pointed to the sun the solar panels but if you're like camping then, you just put it on top of your trailer or something and you're good to go yeah or the tesla you could probably yeah i don't know what, <laughs> we could work the tesla into this equation somehow we can probably just uh, oh you know what you know what barnaby i've been looking online and youtube videos i'm like can i use yeah. this as a backup in case things you know i run out of juice in my tesla 
And apparently there's people that, that are doing it. They're not going to get a lot, but enough to get them, you know, to the to next the store or to the next stop yeah. essentially. But that's a whole yeah, other, saw, whole other discussion. <laughs> I saw a funny picture cause I'm uh, in the market for a Tesla at this point, And I was uh, down to the last probably 10 miles of range before I found a uh, Tesla supercharging station. And I saw, I just was Googling things and I saw a tow truck picture showing up with a generator yeah. and hooking the generator up to the Tesla saying, how oh, here's your gas. The irony. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But still, you know, it, this is a great thing. It's what we say, power where you want it, power when you need it, because everybody is hooked to power these days, to power their phones, to power their drones if they're out in the field, having fun, to do whatever. You know, you could, you could take this hunting and have a small space heater and a blind. Yeah. And just keep yourself warm while you're waiting for Bambi to come by. And finally, uh, you also have like a, a single version of this as well, like a single inverter for one battery. There is no end to our ingenuity, right? So <laughs> this is uh, just it, it's just a handheld interface for a battery. And my wife just went up north in Michigan today to go antiquing. And I knew the first question for her would be like, what, how do I charge my phone on the fly? I'm like, here you go. Here's the Nexus Escape. So essentially, you take one of our batteries and slide it onto just what appears to be like a, a device that's about two two pieces of toast high and big. I mean, it's really quite small. And now by doing this, you'll have a couple of USB ports and also a 120 charging capability. So what you can do with that is you can charge, uh, say, uh, with a 7.5 amp hour battery, you can charge 27 cell phones or five laptops, or you can run a 42-inch TV off of it. Um, it's really convenient. And for kids in the backseat, when they're going, I want more power for my phone. No, I want it. You know, just go here. Here's the Nexus Escape and a battery. Figure it out, because they can now charge remotely on the fly. Where can people find out more information, Barnaby? Well, the uh, one-stop shop is certainly going to be egopowerplus.com, but you can also uh, get it at Lowe's and Rona and uh, selected dealers throughout Canada. But I think the... Um, probably the best place to go to start is egopowerplus.com because then it'll show you what the retailers are in your area. We've been talking with Barnaby from Ego Power Plus. They make a great line of electric powered garden tools and accessories from uh, weed whackers, snow blowers, chainsaws, and even lawnmowers have got the new uh, Nexus Power Station, a great way to uh, power your home in uh, a blackout uh, or even use it on a job site. Thanks for joining us today, Barnaby. No problem. It's always a pleasure to uh, hang out with you guys. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the program. As we had uh, mentioned earlier in the show, we do have a contest going, giving away $1,000 in MasterCard gift cards, two $500 gift cards, in fact. If you want to enter, just go to our website, getconnectomedia.com. There's uh, a great uh, little graphic on the front page that gives you all the instructions on where you need to go. And we have a secret word. And this is all one word. John, you can give it out. The secret word is carbon copy. All one word. Why'd you, why'd you pick that, Mike? Uh, do you remember credit cards in the old days? Yes. You had to put the credit card in the machine and then you put the little... Carbon paper? Carbon paper in there and... Will that be cash or charge X? Remember all those jingles that they used to have? No. But you do because you worked in retail quite a long time. I did, yeah. Well, we've come a long way. So click to pay with MasterCard. It's a new way to pay and it's a standard. It's a standard for all the cards out there. It's what you will be doing going forward, whether you know it or not yet, because it's going to make buying stuff online even safer. 
because you won't have to fill in your payment information every single time. And if it's got the click to pay, you know it's secure. And you don't have to enter in a password. You don't have to put your credit card number in once you've entered it in once. It's all in there. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together. Don't forget to visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Thank you, John and Christina, our producers.